welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. Today, we feature audio from the Elite Business Advice Podcast with Chris Moore. This episode is sponsored by Bayer and Federated Insurance. Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business and also educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we got a good buddy of mine, Mason McNeil here. Mason's the co-owner of Be Free Ride Bikes, and we're going to talk about how his idea turned into a thriving business. Mason, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. We've uh-huh. uh, we've talked about this a little I bit know. here and there, and it's, I know. it's nice for it to come to light and, I know. and to be here. I'm excited for it. No, thanks. I appreciate you taking time to come record this yeah. with us and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself on a, on a personal level before we dive into business. Yeah. I mean, you know, kind of personal level related to the business yeah. side of things, you know, um, you know, we got Be Free Ride Bikes started, you know, as, as kids, my brother and I, my brother's the co-owner, okay. um, you know, we, we both grew up racing motorcycles. Yeah. And while neither one of us were going to be the next, you know, Ricky Carmichael or fastest guy in the country, right. we always wanted, you know, cool gear and, and cool bikes. Yeah. And, and that was important to us to be able to have that stuff. And my brother's got a 10 year gap on me. Okay. So he's 10 years older than I am. And so, you know, like a lot of people, I just wanted to be like my yeah. big brother, right. you know? So when I started riding, my big brother rode. So well, I wanted to ride motorcycles. Yeah. And well, you know, again, him being 10 years older than me. You know, he'd gone away to college, went to Illinois State University. Gotcha. And it's pretty hard to put a 250F in a dorm room. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, he picked up mountain biking. Okay. Well, kind of, you know, similar to the, the backstory of this. Yeah. He rode mountain bikes, so you can imagine what Mason wanted for yeah, his birthday that a year. mountain bike. I wanted a mountain bike. So um, thankfully, I got two of the best parents in the whole wide world, and, yeah. um, you know, that happened that year. I'll, I'll never forget it. I got a, a steel frame giant boulder, which yeah. I thought was the coolest bike. I was so excited. I had exposed right. forks. I was so excited about it. So um, I started riding mountain bikes. Okay. Obviously, you know, he would come home for Thanksgiving break and Christmas break and yeah. summer, of course. And he really, he continued the whole mountain bike racing yeah. thing. And it was cool. He'd take me along with him and, and I'd awesome. get to go. And it's interesting because in motocross, at an elite level, not necessarily our level, but at an elite level, you have a mechanic. Right. And I kind of felt like that for him at those races. Yeah. Now, granted, I certainly didn't touch a tool. I maybe handed him a water <laughs> bottle or so, but you were there cool. for support, right? right. Yeah. It was cool to go along with my big brother and watch him race. Part and, of the pit crew. Um, right. And so that kind of became a part of me too. Nice. Um, so to kind of get to go and do that, I wasn't yeah. quite racing yet. I was pretty young, but you know, I'd have my bike and I'd ride around the pits and things like yeah. that. So um, that's really where the whole bicycle piece kind of yeah. came from. It all kind of stemmed okay. from motorcycles and things like that. That's awesome. Um, so you're married. You've got an amazing wife named Kelsey. Yeah. Um, who deserves a lot of credit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so disclaimer, Mason and I have known each other for got like 15, 20 years now. Right. Um, so we're going to try to leave all the juicy stories 
out of the episode. Fair. Because that could turn south real quick. I'll take that. We've been on each other's bachelor parties. We've been <laughs> in each other's weddings. Like, there's a lot of things that could... We're just going to leave them all out. Fair. Um, and if you want to call me and get the dirt on Mason, I'll, you know, make a $20 donation to your charity, and I'll tell you all the good stories. <laughs> all so, good, for sure. And you'll probably do the same for me. So, right. we'll call that even. Um, so, so you love the bikes side yeah, of it, right? You and sure. Adam had a, had a relationship, and, you know, through that... Um, not just through that, but that was yeah, a big piece of your sure. guys' relationship. And again, um, not to cut you off, yeah. but I mean, just to kind of make that statement there, it's it's ironic because, you know, he is 10 years older than me. So right. there, that's a big age gap, you know, yeah. and he's 14, I'm four, you right. know, and so you're welcome for that math there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks for but, that. you know, struggling. it was great because yeah. he did keep me involved, you know, and that right. is, it's funny that you say that because that is kind of why we had the relationship and still the relationship that we do yep. is because we had that that similarity with each other. It's yeah. like, you know, when I'm six and he's 16, we don't have a whole lot of similarities. Yeah. You know, he likes... He's you know, driving like real cars and you're right. driving like toy cars. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so uh, we always had that, that common ground. That's cool. Um, and so that, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's funny you said that because that is really where that kind of came from and why that stuck so around. So why did you start Be Free Ride Bikes then? I would say the biggest thing is... You know, kind of from the top, yeah. we we always love to, you know, have cool gear and have cool graphics and things like that when it came to motocross, right? right? Well, when he started riding mountain bikes, you what's what's very common is you get a, a team kit. You know, right. a, a shop has a kit, um, you know, or if you ride for a team or a club, you know, some of those sponsors, yeah. they're all over that kit, right? Well, you know, we're wearing kits that, you know, it's got, you know, elite business advisors right. on it and kitty cat car wash and some <laughs> random guy's insurance company and yeah we're like you know there's not really a whole lot of fashion based lifestyle cycling apparel companies yeah. right i'm not saying there's none because there certainly is but right. they're certainly not out there okay. like you would imagine so you know that's kind of what you said from the beginning just the idea of us yeah. we just kind of kept tossing it around like i really wish that there was something out there yeah. like that that's right. pretty neat um and that you know has you know just different designs and something fun or whatever yeah. the case would be right and so we wanted to get that started and we, we wanted that to be something that we kind of stood for yeah um it's not something that's covered a bunch of people's sponsors but something that you look good in. you look right. good you feel good um you know and so cool. we decided you know what let's let's do this yeah. you know and so we kind of put our heads together and went back and forth and um that's cool gave it a shot that's cool um so, so you guys, I mean, literally just were like, yeah, we're just going to do this. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about retail. Right. All right. Let me just make this very clear. I come from a home service <laughs> trades base. Like I, I advise contractors. Right. I do not advise apparel companies. And there's yeah. a reason behind it. Cause I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious and interested because that's a question I hear a lot of times people are like, Oh, I have this idea for a product. I have this idea for this. Where do I get going with yeah. it? Like, how did you guys start like you know manufacturing these apparel and and you know obviously the selling side of it website and you know advertising right. i understand that piece of the business but the logistical of the production how did you even start down that process so it's funny kind of what you said because you and i were very similar and, and as was my brother <laughs> yeah um you know we didn't have any retail background right. or anything like that you know and, and i'll give a lot of credit to my brother in, yeah. in this category um a lot of internet searches you yeah. know between the two of us you know, because you'll talk to different manufacturers, yeah. um, you know, cycling in America versus in Europe is, is very different. Gotcha. Um, you know, cycling is big here, but it's, it's nothing like it is in, in right. Europe. So manufacturers in the United States are, I don't want to say impossible to find, but they're certainly not out there like you find in Asia or in Italy or right. other places in Europe. Right. So 
you know, you have to kind of talk with people and, and find out what's going to work, right? Yeah. A lot of samples were done. Um, a lot of samples were, were looked at and decided this isn't the direction that we want to go. Right. You know, also, too, there was a lot of samples that came in and were like, we really like this product. But, you know, something that we really stand for is I want to be able to, to give the consumer a price point. Yeah that they like and they find attractive, you know, something that, you know, I'd always like to throw out is this isn't our bread and butter. This yeah. isn't what we do for a living. We do this because we love it and we're yeah. passionate about it. And so being able to give the consumer a product at a price point that they find attractive yeah. while still having good quality apparel, um, you know, that, that is a big piece of it. So, right. To answer your question, I mean, just a ton of Google searches, if yeah. I'm honest with you. Yeah, no, that's um, good. I mean, thankfully, the internet kind of helps you out with that a little yeah. bit. But there's certainly time zone constrictions. Yeah. You know, when you're talking to somebody in, in Italy or you're talking to somebody in, in a country in Asia, holy cow, you've got a big difference yeah. in, in time. So, right. you know, where it's 3 o'clock in the morning for you and you're trying to talk to somebody via Facebook and, and things like that, sometimes there's a language barrier. So it's all about just resilience and, yeah. and finding what's going to work for you. That's cool. The beautiful part of it is once you do find what's going to work for you, then then you're kind of good, right? right? Then you can kind of keep things going. Yeah. Um, but up front, you know, it, it was just a lot of Google searches. And I got to give a lot of credit to, to my brother on that one because yeah. – Man, he put a lot of man hours in, into that oh, yeah. as well. Um, and, you know, it's it's been well, a... Well, just the waiting game, the back and forth, the, yeah. you know, the research, all that stuff yeah. really, really goes to be a lot. Right. So um, so how did you go about advertising and marketing then? You know, when you guys launched, you know, okay, so you got the manufacturer down, right? You got the process, you got the products. Now you're ready to start selling them, mm -hmm. right? Like, how did you guys go about doing that um, in the very beginning? So the the biggest thing is kind of what, we, what I'd said a couple minutes ago is... Like this isn't our bread and butter, right? right? This isn't everything for us. We do this because we love bicycles just as much as our customers do, right? And so the biggest part for us was how do we market this, let it grow, of course. We want the right. business to grow and yeah. become successful, but we also want to be able to to give our customers what they deserve and what yeah. we stand for. Right. I want to be able to be, you know, able to get back to you quickly. Yeah. I want us to be able to have an actual relationship with each yeah. other instead of me just being some guy behind an email. Like, sure, that sounds great. Yeah. You know, we're forty nine ninety nine. You know, yeah. I want us to have a relationship, and so you know, everything was was Instagram based okay. because, you know, we felt that with that we can control it. Yeah. We can maintain the relationships that we have. We can get back to people in a timely manner because if we launch this big giant marketing campaign and we're paying Instagram all this stuff for ads and we're getting into Bicycle Magazine and yeah. things along those lines, our fear was what if this gets Super too big, big. Yeah. and then all of a sudden now we're not what Be Free Ride Bike stands for yep. and now we're just, you know, we don't want to be a, a corporation when it comes yeah. to this stuff. This is a lifestyle brand right. and that's what this was really all about. So we started it with via Instagram. Yeah. And it took off and it took off to an amount that was good for us where yeah. the business was, was thriving and it was successful and it yeah. was ROI positive. And, but at the same time we could maintain, you know, we have a nine to five that yeah. we obviously have to make sure that we're, we're able to attend and do correctly and successfully, right. but also that we could really focus on the business and give the customers what they deserve yeah. in a, in a company. That's cool. So would you attribute most, most of the growth and success so far just to the marketing side of what, how you guys did it and what you stood for? Yeah. I mean, I really would. Um, like I said, a big thing too, that I think that teams and, and customers and people yeah. see us with is that it, we're not just somebody sitting in a cubicle, you know, right. firing Pumping off emails. Like, yeah. 
we'll see you at the races. You know, my, my brother was a pretty avid cycle cross racer. He's moved around quite a bit for yeah. work. So that's been, you know, really big and sometimes a little slower and then yep. gets big again, whatever, based on where he's living. But, you know, we'll be at the races and we'll talk to people yeah. and, and things like that with it. And so, you know, the other thing too, with the direction of the business is, and I, I think Adam would agree with this mm-hmm. too, is that when we started this, I think we thought this was going to be a more of a retail brand solely, right? Yeah. We'd have inventory, different jersey designs, different bib designs, things like that. And we do, but what really took off was the custom team kits, right? Mm-hmm. If Elite Business Advisors contacts us and says, hey, we have a race team, you know, we need 14 kits for our right. team, um, you know, that's really what took off from the business that okay. I don't think that we saw it necessarily going Happening. that direction. Yeah. And so, the relationship side of that has certainly helped us grow too. Um, And we have just phenomenal teams that have continued to come back year after year. And we are so grateful for them. That's cool. And uh, that's been a big piece for us. That's awesome. I know that was one point I wanted to make a little bit later on. I'll, I'll hit on it now. You know, I think that's something that we try to talk to like our clients about a lot is, and and something I think was, again, it didn't happen on purpose. I didn't realize that. I thought you guys were pursuing that. So that's cool that it kind of manifested itself. Absolutely. Um, But, you know, I think it's smart to dive into relationships with people that can bring in more leads and more revenue for Mm -hmm. you, right? When I talk to like contractors, I'm like, hey, listen, who are the people that can give you a steady stream of referrals, right? Probably real estate agents, people buying and selling homes for people, you know, mortgage lenders to some degree of conversations get brought up through that process, interior designers, right? Same thing for you guys. Like, hey, we can go try to sell to Chris Moore that lives in O'Fallon, Illinois yeah. through Instagram, or we can try to connect with SIUE and sell 15 kits. Yeah. Hmm. Which one makes more sense, right? right. Um, one might be easier than the other, but you know, you're able to go through and think on yeah. a larger scale. And right. so it's, it's cool that that kind of happened. And then you're like, Oh, there's something to yeah, this. Right. Absolutely. Um, that's cool. So I have to bring this up. I'm so sick of talking about it, but I, I, I have to bring it up because I know it was a big, impact in your business and not in a good way. Right. Um, how did COVID impact your guys' business? I know there's a, a dark story, but I want to share the good and the bad of yeah. entrepreneurship with people. No, absolutely. And and I think just like many people, that's not something that you could expect to happen. Right. right? It's not something that you necessarily... Nobody saw that coming. Right. And you don't necessarily sit down and prepare that when you put a business plan together yeah. of how you're going to do things like, hey, there's going to be a national pandemic or you know, supply chains and shipping are going to shut down from other countries. Yeah. So for us, a, a big blessing for us and maybe a difference in, in a lot of people that you have on this, because, yeah. you know, of course, I listen to the podcast and, and things along those lines is this wasn't our bread and butter. Yep. So that's a big blessing for us that we were able to continue to survive, obviously. Yeah. But with the business, the business certainly took an effect in just regards that, like I said, a lot of our stuff does come from Italy or countries in Asia. And it was either there is no shipping at all or it's you better sit and wait it's going to be a while and so kind of like we were talking about a few minutes ago it's important to us that when we you know talk to the customers we can give realistic timelines of when this stuff is going to come in and so that became a big piece of the communication as well is chris you know holy cow i'm so excited for you to become part of the be free ride bikes family but i don't exactly know when this is going to when this in. is going to be in or if i do hey pal this is going to be you know four three months. months yeah instead of our typical you know four to five six weeks this might be three four months you know yeah. and so there was a lot of unknown with it yeah um and we certainly slowed down too because of it just on purpose right because we didn't want to 
we wanted the reputation that we have that, you know, we're going to have constant communication with you. Yeah. This is going to be on your doorstep quickly. You know, we're going to get the artwork back to you of, of the render of what your kit will look like quickly. Right. We didn't want that to be affected. And yeah. we certainly communicated with the teams that we'd had residual, you know, income with yeah. and, and consistent relationships with. And kind of funny that you said that because we have the same importance of relationships with us and our business that yeah. you're talking about those people understood. Right. And that's where we were really thankful was yeah. they're like, Hey, we're going to stick by your side. You know, we're going through this just like you are. Yeah. Or also too, we don't quite have the budget that we did previously yep. because of what's going on too. Right? right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it certainly affected us. Um, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be selfish and, and just say that it was this detrimental thing because no. we were blessed in regards that, you know, we do have you right. know, nine to fives and, and that's what and you guys were able to but. weather it and stuff. Right. right? But yeah. I know, you know, because of the import situation, I know, you yeah. know, you and I talked throughout the when it was all going on yeah. and there was some very less than ideal situations yeah. that came up um, right. that we don't have to go into. But, yeah. you know, it, you guys were able to get through it. Yeah. And I think you did the right thing. Right. And like you said, because you have those relationships, yeah. people understand and they're they're not you know they may have had to go elsewhere for a time mm -hmm. and they're probably back with you now. yeah so and we didn't have i mean we were pretty lucky the people that were with us that continued to get team kits from other people or yeah. for themselves i'm saying they did not leave us which we're yeah. so thankful for yep. you know i mean they just either wore last year's stuff or you know they waited till you know we came back yeah no that's awesome um if you could go back in time and do something over again in your business, um, what would it be? So you guys, when did you start Be Free Ride Bikes? 2015. 2015. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's been seven years-ish. Right. Um, if you could go back and do like one thing over again, what would it be? Hmm. It's funny you ask that because my opinion of that is is because of what we've gone through now or what we have now. Yeah. I didn't necessarily have that in the beginning. Right. Um, you know, I see the incredible quality of product and apparel that we have now. Yeah. Um, the different customizations that we have now. And it's funny when I look back, of course you keep the, some of the stuff yeah. so you have it. Right. I look back at what we first launched <laughs> and I'm like, holy cow, this is, talk about different, yeah. you know, diff just a different level of quality, different yeah. level of customization and things like that. And that kind of goes back to the manufacturer piece and the samples and yeah. things like that. Um, you know, I don't want to necessarily say that we would do it different, no. but it's kind of one of those, if you knew then what you know now, yeah. um, you know, and I look at, you know, what we first came out with versus what we have right. now, holy cow, it's different. I yeah. mean, it is night and day different when it comes to, to quality cool. and cycling apparel obviously has, you know, evolved throughout yeah. the time that we've been in business too. So of course that's where the quality piece comes from too. But, um, I would say that that's one that I think about sometimes. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, well, and I think it just goes to show, I mean, you guys, like any good business are going to continue to iterate and improve, right? right? Yeah. Like in my opinion, if you look at what you have now, both in the systems and processes and communication with your clients and also the quality of your products, since you have tangible products you're selling absolutely, and they are literally the exact same thing is when you launched in 2015, right? One of two things is the case. You were either really freaking good when you <laughs> launched the company or you're really bad at changing yeah. and adapting and evolving. Right. right? And I'm going to guess it's probably the second one. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing too is when him and I launched this, it wasn't like we sat down and put together a 10 year business plan. <laughs> right. You know, we kind of just 
went with the flow yeah. kind of what works and, and what yeah. happens how much and do we need to invest gonna... in like how can we make a least turn a profit right. exactly and least break even out right out of the gate exactly um you know so that was a big piece of it too of course is you know we kind of just went with the flow and how yeah. things went and you know over time you start to learn you and the other thing too is we look at you know feedback that we get from people yeah. and that is the beautiful part of kind of our marketing strategy is as well as you know, we take care of the people that are close to us. Right. And then they'll always be honest with me. Like, 100%. hey, you know what? Like, I loved that chamois in that last set of bibs. Yeah. And this one's good, but man, I really like that old one. And that helps us because with our manufacturer, we have their freedom and autonomy to maybe put that chamois in that bib. Gotcha. So we have that freedom there, which is fantastic. So, you know, it's funny because sometimes I think about people that, you know, we've sold just retail apparel to yeah. in the very, very beginning. And if they're still cycling and they're still avid cyclists, I'm like, I wonder if they think that we still have just the same stuff that yeah. we did, you know, seven years yeah. ago. Sometimes I think about that and that's just nature right. of, of a growth of a business. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just a piece. Sometimes it's just little stuff that you think about yeah. at night. You're like, man, I wonder, yep. you know, I, I sold that kit to Chris Moore. I, right. I wonder if he still thinks that's what we're selling. Well, it, I mean, it's, I feel like from a consumer point of view, it's natural to assume that, yeah. right. Unless you've been in touch with it or you, yeah. you know, you guys have launched like, Hey, we've got all this, you know, new, you know, new quality or different right. things. Right. Right. Um, I mean, think about it, right. You buy a, a pair of dress pants and seven years later, you just assume that that company is producing yeah. that same level yeah. of dress pant, right? Yeah. Like, um, so, I mean, I think it's probably kind of natural to assume that unless you're like actively promoting it. Yeah. So, and I think that's a beautiful piece of, of social media. Yeah. Um, it's easy to get it out there. Right. It's easy to, to you know, with, with pictures and videos yeah. and, um, you know, especially with technology too. It's, it's wild, Chris. You know, sometimes we'll get, you know, render pictures of what the kit's going to look like. Yeah. And if you look at it from a split second, like, that's a real kit. But yeah. it's not. I mean, the technology piece certainly it's, helps out a oh, lot, too. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, and that just kind of, again, comes along with the progression of technology. When yep. we first launched, that, that wasn't necessarily that, right? there right away, right? So. Yep. That helps. Social media certainly helps a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's that's where I know a lot of people see our changes and what we have and right. what we do. And, and then reviews, of course, help too. That's cool. So what's the future hold for Be Free Ride Bikes? You and Adam, you guys both have your day jobs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what does the future look like? I mean, are you guys wanting to, to grow this to where you can leave your jobs or at least give you the option to? Is this a lifestyle business you want to just keep plugging along with until it would get too big that you have to make those decisions? I mean, what's kind of your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the, the future holds, you know, I'd say a few different things. Yeah. Um, the, the first thing is, I don't want to speak for him, but I don't think that we would ever turn this into just our bread and butter yeah. personally. And I think that that's what makes Be Free Ride Bike special is... Right. We do this because we love it. Yeah. We do the side hustle and the extra time and the emails and whatever the case is yeah. because we love to do it. Yeah. And, you know, we love to ride bicycles just as much as our customers do. Right. And I think that's what makes a little bit of the difference of who we yeah. are is, hey, you want to talk about kits? Cool. Swing over to our pit at the races yeah. that you're racing at, too. And we can talk about that stuff. Yeah. So you have that face-to-face -face relationship in a local level. Obviously, yeah. we're all over the country, but, um, you know, we have that too. And, and so another different type of thing as well that's – this is really fresh. So, you know, the podcast is yeah. getting it before anybody. Oh, oh all right. Um, cool. But, you know, someone that we share a mutual relationship yeah. with, Jamie, he came to me and, and he's pretty passionate about hey, how do I give back? I've always right. wanted to, to give back. And he said, hey, you know, I really think we could use the BFRB platform yeah. and give 
kids bicycles because instead of just you know toys and things like that how do we give you know bicycles a a kind of a big gift you know it's not necessarily something a lot of people are are dropping off at toys for tots as, as a brand new bicycle so you know we've certainly been tossing around and talking to some people about you know, hey, how do we have a golf scramble, a bags tournament, yeah. a bicycle race, something along those lines where we can raise money in order to give back? Because again, this is a lifestyle brand. Yeah. We want people to be on bicycles. I want kids on bicycles. Yeah. When I drive through the neighborhood and I see a front yard full of, you know, knocked over bicycles because yeah. all the kids are at, that makes me happy, you know, yep. because kids are on bikes. And that's what this is about for us. Yeah. And when Jamie brought that to me, I was like, wait a second here, we could really use this platform for more than just selling kits and apparel, right? What if we can, you know, change some kids' lives? And, you know, obviously this is a little dramatic, but what if that kid becomes, you know, the next Nino Sherta? He's the next, you know, best mountain bike rider of all time. So thanks for clarifying who that was. You're welcome. Yeah, I figured, I figured you'd be (laughs) like, uh, what? I just Um, was going along with it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You know, he's, uh, he just won his 10th championship. So, I mean, it's, uh, but again, Obviously, that's a little dramatic, but no, what if, but you know, you never that know, could happen. Right? That's cool. That's really cool. Well, you know, I think one thing to think about, too, um, I see some people that even like in the trades, right? Mm-hmm. They, they start a side hustle yeah. and they have a job and they want to transition into it. And it's much easier to do that when it's one owner, mm-hmm. right? Because you're taking one leap of faith. Yeah. Right. It's really hard to take a side hustle with two owners yeah if you're both leaving your job at the same time you right. know like you have to make a big leap yeah. there or you have to run the business like freaking crazy yeah before you make the leap right yeah um and so you know i mean it, you guys obviously have a lot of different avenues you mm-hmm. can have where you keep your day jobs you hire somebody to help run some of this stuff yeah. you know to where you don't have to raise your prices to cover your guys mm-hmm. you know like there's so many different options you mm-hmm. guys have and i think that's what's cool i always say that about entrepreneurship um laura Serta that we interviewed last week you know we were talking about like she's at a spot where she can pivot and go and tend different directions right um and i love that about businesses you, you guys have the autonomy to figure out what does that look like yeah right um and you can figure that do you want to do a give back thing mm-hmm. maybe you do it and it doesn't go over like you plan on right. and then you do something different in three yeah. years right um and so i love that about entrepreneurship you yeah. get a ton of a ton of options on where you want to take this and and you know it's cool i i know you again we've known each other for a long time yeah. you've got a huge freaking heart yeah um Thanks, and man. you know i love just seeing that you guys are in that give back phase right yeah. you guys are all about the community and the people you're not doing it to squeeze money out of the company yeah. do you have to make money yes because you're yeah. a business right? right you have to cover your costs and you have to make it at least worth your time mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you guys are in it for the people and the quality and all the right reasons yeah. um, and that's why i love supporting businesses like yeah. you guys so and it's funny you say that because that's what a lot of that has to do with for us too yeah. is because at the end of the day I don't have to pay my mortgage or my car payment with, with BFRB sales. Right. We have the flexibility with the teams. Yep. You know, we, we have the freedom and the autonomy to to kind of play around with costs for yep. our consumers. And we want an attractive price point with still an incredible quality product. Yep. And that is something that I am so proud of yeah. with the business is that I look at the quality of product that we have, yep. especially compared to some of the competition. Yeah. And that's cool. Our price point necessarily compared to some of the competition, right? Yep. Where I'm look at I'm like, all right, like our quality is, is mono y mono. Maybe ours might be a little bit better, yeah. but my price point certainly can be a Much lot more different. attractive, yeah. And um, but again, like you said, it's from 
it's it's because it's not every it's it's not everything that we we have to pay the bills right yep. and so we do this because we love it and yep. if if there's one thing that people know about be free ride bikes that is important to me and as well as my brother is that we do this because we love it and we yep. do this because you know we want you to look good while you yep. ride we want you to stand out we want you to have right. something different and while you have something that you can afford yeah. Um, something that a lot of people don't always know is cycling's not cheap. Right. Um, it is not a cheap sport. Um, it, people think, oh, you know, you, you buy a bike, you know, you buy some shorts and you right. go ride. That is certainly not the case. Yeah. And it, it can be for some people, but not for most that are wearing right. our type of apparel. Right. So, you know, with that, that's one of the, the most beautiful parts of it is we get to do this because we really love it. Yeah. And it's exciting for us when we that's see cool. how you know, excited people are to open that stuff. You know, we, we've done a couple, you know, kids teams yeah. and how excited they are to see their cool. first brand new kit. Oh, this is just for me. And this has got my team on it and things yeah. like that. That's, that's why we do that. That's why we keep that's doing cool. it. I love it. I love it. Um, well, as we kind of start to wrap up here a little bit, yeah. is there any f- final pieces of advice you'd like to leave business owners with again, whether it's been on experience, just things you've learned, obviously you work in the corporate world too. Right. You're ingrained in business every single day in one way or the other. Um, any, any thoughts you want to leave people with? I guess mine is, you know, there's so many, I guess I, I hate to call them cookie cutter, but yeah, there's so many cookie cutter phrases and quotes that you see out there. Yeah. Just take the leap, just take the jump. Yeah. And while I agree with that, I say, take the leap and the jump with an amount of money that you can afford to lose. Yeah. Because if you're going to jump and you're going to take the leap and you're going to do this, right. If you put all of your eggs in one basket, and for some people that works. I'm not saying there's not success stories out there with it because there is. But if you're asking my advice, that is the one thing that I look at is if we, you know, when we launched BFRB, if we, if it was a total, you know, failure, it did not take off in any form or fashion. It was completely ROI negative for us. Would we still be okay? Yeah. And we were willing to take that risk. And so if I had to talk to any business owner, future business owner is I'm not saying don't take risks, but take calculated risks. Right. Don't be, you know, don't just do anything. You've got to think about it first, because while it might be an incredible idea to you, I think a lot of people are so in love with their own idea, which is the beautiful part about entrepreneurship, Right. Right. But you also have to look at the reality of it, too, where while you love that idea, (laughs) will people pay for it? Other people might not. And also, too, a lot of people, you know, they put campaigns out there. Oh, would you buy this if we made it? Do you like this? Do you like this? But the difference is once you launch it, someone has to get that credit card out and actually type that number in. So you say, oh, yeah, we love it. Okay, cool. Well, then buy it. Well, we don't love it. Exactly. Wait a minute. It's 60 bucks. Maybe I do it at 20. 20. It's like, well, I can't make any money. So. That's that would cool. be my biggest piece of advice is I love entrepreneurship. I want people to take the jump. I want people to take a risk, but do it the take right a way. calculated risk. Do it the right I way. Like don't be, you know, don't don't just go. And if it doesn't work, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, well, I said that I wasn't going to bring up any stories, <laughs> but I have to. I so like you it. are a fantasy football expert. Something like that. Um, so you joined our league last year. Um, Two years ago. Well, I joined it, I think, five ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I went to the championship the first year with yeah. you. Yep. Um, and then I stopped playing. And then, yeah, th- 
two years ago or three yeah, years ago. I don't know. I joined again. it again. Um, you wanted to take uh, Connor McCafferty first overall your first year back. Correct. And um, that is not a joke. That is legitimately what I thought 100%, that guy's name was. Absolutely. It's Christian McCaffrey. You're yep. close. Yep. Um, I just have to highlight. I, I almost didn't do this, but then I promised myself I would use this opportunity. Um, so we had our draft three days ago. Yeah, we did. And this year you picked a guy that literally got shot in the ass last week. Seven days ago, correct. Yeah, yeah. can't yeah. walk. Um, yeah. Might be back in four to six weeks. I was confident about the pick. I'll you were so me. excited. And then the second you sat down, our buddy Jamie was like, you know he got shot last week, right? You know, yeah. and, and the thing I love about that is, too, is – I was talking to we, we have some new we have a new team yeah. this year in, in the league and uh you know they're like I don't know a lot about football and I said this sheet that Chris gave me to pick my <laughs> team off of if you told me Mason actually let's relate it to BFRB yeah if you name five people on this sheet BFRB will become a billion dollar industry yeah a billion dollar business BFRB would fail cuz I don't know yeah like I know you said one time, you said, I don't know football from a ham sandwich. Correct. And you know what? It's funny because you – did you make the championship your first year? I sure did. You sure did. So pure talent, goes to baby. show that doesn't matter how many podcasts you listen to, That's how right. much Sports Center you watch, somebody that thinks Christian McCaffrey's name is Connor McCafferty and right. picks people that got shot last week That's right. can still beat you. You so, know what? I got to say, you know uh, – pretty much a football expert yeah um you know people <laughs> close to it i imagine that i'm gonna get a lot of people asking me for all kinds of fantasy yeah. football just advice from this now. conversation yeah. you know and then like when i go to the draft i come with a pen and a printed piece yeah. of paper and i didn't own either one of those things. <laughs> you showed up at my house and asked for a pen and texted me two hours before for the printed piece of paper so that's what i call preparedness and that team is going to take me straight to the championship and i'm going to have this sweatshirt that you guys keep talking. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I don't know what it's for. I've never gotten last. On. Yeah, that never got first. Fantasy football pro. Anyways, um, I had to bring that up. Thanks for being a good sport. Absolutely. Um, how can people connect with you if they want to learn more about Be Free Ride Bikes, what you guys have to offer, what you guys are doing in the community? Um, how can people connect with you on social media and your website? Yeah. I mean, a couple different, you know, common ways, of course, Instagram, you know, we're at Be Free Ride Bikes. You're going to find it there. Um, you know, DM us. would love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, if you have ideas, you just want to talk. That's kind of the beauty of what we do is let's just talk. It doesn't, yeah. you know, you don't have to sign a contract. There's no, you know, upfront fee just to talk to us about a couple of ideas. Yeah. Just contact us. Let's talk. Cool. Um, you know, you can email us at BeFreeRideBikes at Yahoo.com. Okay. We'll get back to you there. Obviously, the website, cool. you know, BeFreeRideBikes.com. Awesome. You know, you can get, contact us there, too. There's a hyperlink to the email and Instagram and all Sweet. that stuff, too, right? Awesome. So, you know, if, if you have an interest in contacting us, and it doesn't necessarily just have to be cycling apparel, yeah. you know, if, if you do have the desire to do, you know, other, other type of apparel in regards to, you know, t-shirts and things like that right. um you know it's certainly something that you know if it makes sense we can do cool that's awesome well i appreciate you taking time out of your day to yeah. come record this i know right. we've been talking about it for a long time yeah, it's so exciting. it's fun to make it happen and uh, have a good rest of the day man yeah you too i mean uh great opportunity i appreciate it um it, and it's cool to you know like you said you and i have a relationship and it's cool to see what you do in yeah. person right I you know i watch that. it on video and on instagram yeah. and stuff but to see what you've built in person, I think yeah. that it goes based to kind of what we're talking about with entrepreneurship that yeah. look what you've built. You know, I mean, it's something that you should be proud of for yourself, too. I appreciate you having sure. me. No, I appreciate it, Mason. Thanks, buddy. Thanks a lot. Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. 
To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.